Okay, and we are rolling. We are rolling. We are rolling. Da, 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 da. Somebody still needs to write in. Tell us what that is. Write in. <laughs> make you make it sound like why don't you write in? <laughs> and we are send you a bumper pack of things to do in your school holidays. <laughs> Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this mass movement, destined to bear the jeweled crown of geekdom upon its troubled brow, it is we, mass movement's chroniclers, who alone can tell thee of its saga. Let us tell you of the days of geek adventure. Okay, hello everybody, welcome to episode 21 of Mass Movement Presents, sponsored by Engineer Records. Uh, thank you to everybody who downloaded the last uh, couple of episodes, the concluding part of the Michael Lewis interview. You're all lovely people and we thank you for it. This this episode we've got an interview with Filipino hardcore band, Pile Driver. Right. Um, they are tipsy tops. Like they that. are, yeah. And they're on Engineer Records. And, and, uh, some See, they remind me of Madball, like old school Madball. Yeah, 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 very much so. Yeah. They set it off their Madball. And they were lovely people to speak to, so um, we'll have that later on. We'll be deep diving the awesome, one of my favourite bands of all time, Nuclear Assault. Yeah. So we'll be deep diving them in there. My tales from the old days. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about um, Upgrade, Tomorrowland, uh, The Muppets on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. But first of all, Tim is mad as hell. He's not going to take it anymore. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Covid deniers and bloody David Icke. <laughs> Covid deniers and David Icke. Where so, do we start here? Go on in. Okay, so... <laughs> if you're really properly stupid... Yeah. I mean, really, like, scratching the, the, the surface of the floor, licking windows, sort of, you know, slapping yourself in the face. Yeah. And, you know... Eating dog shit, stupid. <laughs> you, you'll deny the COVID thing. Yeah. To be honest with you. Right? I don't deny because I've lost people who are close to me to this virus. I, I know right? people who lost people. So, yeah, yeah, I don't deny. So, they had a mass protest there in London. Oh, yes. Right? So, all the morons went out and forth. Mm-hmm. And there was the chief architect of the conspiracy tinfoil hat arsehole brigade. David Icke leading the charge. Was he there, um, was he? Yeah, 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 he was there. Wow. I can't abide this plan at any price. <laughs> oh. Oh! Okay. So I'm all for good conspiracy theory. Yeah. I do like good conspiracy yeah. theory, right? You'll be sensible about it a little bit, though. But, you, but my problem is, okay, most governments are so ill-organised they can't even punch their way out of a paper bag. Mm-hmm. And so there's no way they can keep the conspiracy under wraps for as long as they possibly have. Yeah. Right? And David Icke, let's put this into context, okay? Mm-hmm. David Icke was a goalkeeper. Right? Yeah. He wasn't some scientist who stumbled across yeah. like, the code that lies underneath everything else that holds the world together. He was a goalkeeper that went on TV in a shell suit and told the world that he was the son of God and the, and the yeah. resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? 
He had a massive nervous breakdown, and then he accuses all the royal family of being lizard people. <laughs> I don't deny they could well be lizards, right? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're a shifty-looking bunch of fuckers at the best of times, right? And yeah. do they feast on vir- the blood of virgins? Well, Quite possibly. <laughs> we know the Prince Andrew don't spend his time in, like, pizza places, don't we? We know what yeah. he's off doing. The, the, the yeah, yeah. Terrible old latch and you know, <laughs> awful, awful rich nonce. <laughs> Right, so we know yeah. what he's doing. So I don't deny there's a bit of shiftiness in that logo. Yeah. You know, if they're gonna, try, if they're gonna drive somebody's ex-wife into the wall of Paris Tunnel and then get away with that, which they did. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, there's a bit of shiftiness there, but I just goes too far. Yeah. Absolutely too far. Yeah, right? so as he's like one of these, the Earth is hollow. There is a secret civilization. Is he flat earther? He's not a flat earther. I think he's no. a hollow earther. Hollow earther. And okay. a hollow mooner. Oh really? Yeah. So he's like one of those dickheads. You know, about the new world order coming to take yeah, you away. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. There's no new world order. If there was a new world order, it would be a little bit more organized than, <laughs> yeah. than it is. Yes, governments are trying to strip you of your freedoms to keep workers in line and provide extra money for their tax dodging bastard facts. Mm. But it's not about a new world order. No. And you know, governments say things like, yeah, like, Leaders tell them, say, Yo, look, we can all get over COVID. Let's all go back to the office. COVID's not going to get over COVID. No. And you can all go back to the office if you like. Yeah. Right? Come on. That's Darwinism in effect. Mm. All of you shuffle off, go back to the office, cough all over each other, yeah. and you can all be done away with. Because there's a direct correlation between these morons who deny COVID and like the insidious right wing. Mm. So they're sort of walking hand in hand. Yeah. The white supremacists and COVID deniers yeah. are all cut from the same cloth. And I can't abide anything because they just thrive on stupidity and ignorance. Yeah. And it's pissed me off. And people like David like encourage this. They encourage this stupidity. Yeah. Instead of encouraging people to say, step back for a minute, consider all the facts, read, do a little bit of research, yeah. better yourself. Yeah. No, let's all just beat our chests and all go around and fling shit at each other at our big chimps tea party. <laughs> Bunch of fucking morons. Yeah. Outstanding. I agree. I, agree. Yeah. I would like to drown them all in the toilet. I would happily, I would happily line them up, right? If we can get a hammer sponsor, because I'll go through an awful lot of hammers. <laughs> line them all up, hit them all once in the back of the head of the hammer. Bop, 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 bop. Like the Wales Negan. Oh yeah, I know it sounds a bit <laughs> like genocide, but I, I swear to God, I'd be doing the world a favour. Hmm. You know, we could all get along and live peacefully together. Any of these morons fucking it up for the rest of us. Don't you think these COVID deniers, though, are like, I find it incredibly selfish. They seem to only want to do it because it, it affects their life at the moment. Like, nobody wanted to be locked yeah. down. No. So that they became COVID deniers. Oh, no, no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go out and I don't have to wear a mask because I'm, you know. But this they, is, they, don't, they don't want to. Really. This is the reason, right? Mm-hmm. Society as a whole will not function properly. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the inherent selfishness of the stupid. Yeah. Because all they want is what's best for them. Now, 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 now. Yes. They live in the moment. Yeah. Right? I only want what's best for me now. They can't see five minutes ahead, 10 minutes ahead, mm-hmm. 15 minutes ahead. If they can't see that far ahead, how can they see a week ahead, two months ahead, three months ahead, two years ahead, 10 years ahead? They can't understand. Right? Yeah. That, yes, life is about living and being in the moment, but at the same time, it's also about having the foresight to see that tomorrow matters just as much as today does. Yeah. Okay? And tomorrow matters to somebody else just as much as today does. Mm-hmm. And that your selfish actions will have a ripple effect and a knock-on effect for somebody else. If you 
think that your life is more valuable than somebody else's, then you're just a selfish dickhead. Yeah. We are we are literally all here together. We each have responsibility to each other. Yeah. Yeah. To make sure that we all get what we want. That we all get you see, when people say like, Oh, I want this and I want that and I want to be there. I hope we all get that. I hope we all get what we want. Yeah. Because I, be, I thoroughly believe that everybody deserves a chance to be who they are and what, get what they want to get from life. Be the best version of themselves. Yeah. yeah. To absolutely. If you can dream it, you can be it. Mm. I hope everybody gets that. Yeah. And COVID deniers are sort of morons who don't give a shit about anybody else. They only care about themselves. Very much so, yeah. And that is why I have no time for them. I have yeah. no time for that base stupidity that can't see beyond the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it doesn't value tomorrow as much as it values today. Wear the fucking mask. Stay yeah, fucking just indoors, put a, told. Yeah. I don't care if you don't wear a mask. That's your decision. Mm. All right? Absolutely. But look after yourself and look after the people around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's all I ask of anybody. Yeah. Because people who don't people don't wear masks for different reasons. It's a very personal choice. Yeah. But don't it, deny it the validity that, yeah. of COVID. Just oh, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. deny that it. it's you know, don't start saying that it doesn't exist. Don't belittle it when people have suffered because of it just insult we've all suffered because of it it. yeah yeah you just magnify somebody's loss yeah yeah and i can't i can't get behind that i can't get not yeah so fuck COVID denies i'm as mad as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore okay let's move on then so what have you been drinking since we last spoke well here's the thing right here's the rub (laughs) so um I tend to do my shopping in Morrison's. Okay. But I, I shop there for a reason because they've got a really good selection of beer. Mm-hmm. And um, this week I ventured to Tesco's. Ooh. I know. Ooh. I pushed the, I pushed the, as the posh folks, I pushed the motherfucking vote out. <laughs> and so I ventured to Tesco's. Oh, so I ventured to Tesco's. And on the Tesco shelf, <laughs> there was a new Northern Monk beer. Okay. And it was peanut butter and jelly porter. Oh, okay. Right? Nice. It is so good. It is literally, it is, you know, oh, godlike good. Now you can see the godlike shining on this beer. That's the reason I bought it. it. Just It was just stuck out in the shop. Do you get all those flavours from the beer? Is yeah. Anything you, you get absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's rich. It's dark. It's like, it's not like there's a sort of subtle hint of peanut butter and like yeah. the sweetness of, of, of like a raspberry jam. Nice. Nice. Um, and it's just, every sip is heaven. Yeah, I can't. I swear to God, this beer is so good. You, do you like peanut butter and jelly? Yes, yes I do. Yeah, I do. Too, yeah. Absolutely. I think they make a wonderful mixture. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I've had them in stouts before and it really works, but as a porter, yeah. it's just outstanding. And um, Stars and Stripes is called. Cool. Northern Monk Stars and Stripes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Tiny Rebel have kind of messed with that a bit. They've they got a jam donut one, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jam yeah. donut porter, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, you get in that sort of baked sort of you know, the, the cake bit of the donut, if you yeah, like, yeah. and the raspberry mm. uh, towards the end, you know. So, I might, yeah, I can imagine. I've not tried this Northern Monk. Oh, know. mate, just you gotta try it. It's on my to do list, yeah. <laughs> you really gotta try it, okay? I mean, I please, the love of God, Northern Monk, if you're you're making beers that we are just literally salivating over every week, and yeah, just knocking on the power, yeah, right? yeah. So, just please, the love of God, just. Stick some beers in a little plastic bag and take that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care how they arrive. We don't, want, we don't, we don't want pomp and ceremony. You know what? They could, they could turn up in an oldie bag. We don't give a shit. You know, we're not. We don't, we don't stand the same. Send us Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, this, yeah, 
Santa's beer is not the one, but seriously, folks, you've got to try the Stars and Stripe peanut butter jelly porter. It's so good. It really is. Cool. It's a knockout box. It's like 6% ABV or something, so it's just about the right sort of, and it's, it's a really sort of slow drink. Well, you mean three of them in the evening, you're just fine, sitting there happy and just, you know, <laughs> happy. Yeah, you know. Everything's good in the world. Charles has come off, you sat there in your pants. Your trousers off. Your trousers off, pants off, little sweaty vest, and you just got your own TV on. You know, you can watch like any superhero shows or something from the 80s. You've got the best. You know what it'd be perfect for? It'd be perfect to watch like Cobra, Rocky 3, and then Commando 2, right? That that trifactor of films, three of them, it's the perfect companion. 80s action, three peanut butter and jelly porters three stars and stripes three action films perfect that's the way to do it Northern <laughs> Monk that's how you should sound like give me, that's a, give me a fucking job I'll be your PR man that's what you <laughs> hello everybody this is Igor Cavalera from Peprick Cavalera Conspiracy and you guys are listening to Mass Movement Podcast we haven't been rocking Rocky 3 but you were watching Dark Phoenix wasn't you oh yeah I watched it again I saw it on the Disney Plus yeah it does hit Disney Plus doesn't it yeah it doesn't um, get any better the second time around either it doesn't no no <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I didn't try it again. I, I, I would not go as far as say shiter, but you're pretty, pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. It's not good. Where did you go wrong with it? Oh, where can you start? <laughs> so many things are wrong with it. Um, okay, so you've got to go some to fuck up the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah, and they really, really went some. They, I, I swear to God, they sat and how can we really speed this storyline up? <laughs> how can we just absolutely buggered and the fair play <laughs> and they did it wow um, but people have pointed out and said various actors are, aren't great in the film I don't believe that for a second I think they were working with a dog shit script from the beginning right and it's been cut to hell and recut and pointlessly bashed from point A to point B and okay. it was just rush released Instead of being scrapped. No, it's a shame. I mean, X Men really it's, could do with some love. The thing is, there's a great final five minutes in that film. Yeah. Right? When Magneto and Charles Xavier sit down and play chess. Yeah. And they discuss the sort of events that have happened. Yeah. Right? And because history's been altered by the, by the by them but in, during this film. And then you see the Phoenix pass overhead and it opens the possibility that. This never happened. It was all an alternate, alternate timeline, which okay. provides the possibility of the X Men film starting again. Yeah, that yeah. final five minutes is brilliant. It's amongst the best five minutes in any X Men films. Right? Yeah, it's just a shame that the rest, the one hour fifty minutes of it, is complete and utter turd. <laughs> it's freaking drivel. I mean, we don't like that. We don't really bash movies. Sometimes no, it's awful. Get... Sometimes you get a stinker, don't you? That's a proper stinker. It's like Venom popped up on Netflix. Oh, God, yeah. I saw that for the second time, right? Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Okay. It's much better the second time around. Is it? First time I saw it, I was 35,000 feet above the ocean flying to Orlando last year, right? And I watched that, followed by Spider-Man from Multiverse and um, I believe the Meg, and I would put the... I, at the time, I put it on par with the Meg. The multiverse is just outstandingly good. Yeah. That's a mind-blowing good film. But I watched Venom again, and it's actually pretty good. Okay. It's actually pretty good. Tom Hardy's really, really good. Isn't it? So you like Tom Hardy, exactly. Yeah, and I, I just thought, yeah, you made the right choice. He's the, he's the right choice for Eddie Brock. Okay. I wasn't convinced I saw it the first time. The second time, I was convinced. It's a lot better the second time around. 
Okay. It's a proper bubblegum movie. Perhaps it's worth uh, diving into that again. Then. Yeah, dive into that. Just yeah. dive into that as a dark phoenix. I think Venom is one of those characters we all really love. From the Marvel Universe, and we were looking for a kick out. You're not a Venom fan? No. Really? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Uh, not a Venom fan, not a Carnage fan, not a fan of it. Oh, okay. I mean, I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah, yeah, yeah. is possibly my favourite comic yeah. next to Steve, next to Captain America of all time. But I'm not a Venom fan. Okay, so I love Venom. So I thought, I think the expectation was that it got too, you know, it built too much expectation. Yeah, yeah, but not, not being a Venom fan, I think that had a, uh, did the opposite for me. Yeah. Maybe you didn't make me a Venom fan? No, not really, but I think the symbiote was funny all the time. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. genuinely thought it was just that, don't give a shit. Bite their heads off and leave the leave the head of sculpts. Yeah, yeah. Heads, awesome. Yes, that I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I think. I think of every Monday morning when I wake up. <laughs> Chop their heads off. Leave the bodies next to a pile of heads. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's my mon- first thought on a Monday morning. And my second thought is, we've got <laughs> I can get behind that sort of thinking. I really can. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So, should we have another track? Let's have a track. Ah, should we have another track? Should we have a track? A track, yes. a track in, okay, So, this is from, uh, we've played these guys before. They're from Engineer Records. This is from their debut album, Patterns. If you like jawbreaking or hot water music, then these will be up your streets. This is Tired Radio with Five Day Bender. Woo!
Okay, so that was Tired Radio with Five Day Bender from the debut album Patterns. That's out on Engineer Records now. You probably have some Five Day Benders in your time, have you? <laughs> More than a few. <laughs> I do love a Five Day Bender. <laughs> or I did love a Five Day Bender. I, I couldn't survive a Two Day Bender anymore. If, yeah. I, if, if I'm going to do myself in, I'm going out with a Three Day Bender in Las Vegas with a room full of hookers. <laughs> <laughs> I like and not expensive, not expensive ones either. Cheap, just as crackers. <laughs> <laughs> because I gotta go for quantity, not quality. <laughs> I was remembering Vegas had a, a ten dollar weighted. <laughs> I got me a quick. I got me a leaflet. I, I must stress. I was there with my wife. I got give her a leaflet. Ten dollar hole. Threesome. I was like, Louise, can we just get her to come to the room? <laughs> just to see I just what, want to see what like, she yeah. looks like. Just what that was. What does ten dollars? What does ten dollars get you? Ten dollars worth a whore look look like. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> anyway, let's go a bit more wholesome, shall we? Let's, uh... No, let's just keep it the way it is. That's fine. I'm gone now. Hi there. This is H from Acid Rain, and you are listening to the Mass Movement Podcast because. You're a sensible, clever, smart individual. So the last couple of weeks um, on Disney Plus, the Muppets now dropped. Yes, uh, I love the Muppets. Um, I love the Muppets too. Grew up with them. Obviously, it was the late seventies. I think they started in the mid seventies, yeah. and then yeah, just right from my childhood. So it's lovely to see them back on TV. Yeah, more importantly, it was lovely to see them back under the guidance of Kurt Thatcher. Yes, yeah, Kurt yeah. Fa- it's a Kurt Thatcher show. Yes, Kurt Thatcher yeah. Show. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know who Kurt Thatcher is, brief recap, dude went to work for Industrial Light and Magic when he was 19 years old to monster make because yeah. he'd been making prosthetics for his entire childhood. Um, worked on the Return of the Jedi, went all the way through Industrial Light and Magic, then went to work on uh, Star Trek 3, Search for Spock, and Star Trek for the Voyage Home. Right. Well, you'll rec- if you watch Star Trek for the Voyage Home, you'll recognise him because he's the punk on the bus who played with the stereo. Is that's, really? Kirk, that's Kirk Thatcher. Yeah, yeah, no no, way yeah, yeah. That. yeah, the one who's Spock is the one in the pinch too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Kirk Thatcher. Wow, okay. And they uh, worked for Hanson as uh, in doing all, all like um, Jim Hanson productions after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also does the best Greedo impression you'll ever hear in your life. He's genuinely really? funny. He's one of the, he's one of the sweetest <laughs> men in the world, Kirk Thatcher. Um, so it's great to see him back yeah. in his guidance and it's genuinely funny. Yeah. It's genuinely funny. But the funniest bit of every show is the Swedish chef. Swedish chef still is every oh, he's always been there. Dude, Swedish chef is just the funniest yeah, 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 yeah. face of the planet. It's just, it's still. Put the top of the Watching Swedish Chef always reminds me of like um working on that America summer camp. Alright. Like guess yeah, so yeah. <laughs> On the American song, we had a Dutch chef called yeah. Bass, right? Yeah. And one of the guys who flown over with us, because you had two levels of people working on Camp America. You had like, people who were working as counselors and, you know, yeah. and instructors and people who were working behind the scenes doing kitchen pours and pours, that kind of thing. Yeah. I was teaching rifling and the guy, Martin, was working in the kitchens. And Martin was just one of these genuinely funny dudes. Yeah, know? yeah. Anyway, um, so... He, He's one of these guys who, like, one day he decided, well, I've got to have my hair cut. So he tried to cut his own hair with a <laughs> um, pair of clippers. Right. And just left it because <laughs> we were all a bit drunk. And the next day, I just told everybody he had leukemia. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah, so it was kind of cruel. But he saw the joke and I saw the joke. Anyway, so this guy, Bass from Holland, yeah. Martin would refer to him as the Swedish chef. And yeah. so every day, Bass would come out and say, what do you want for the food? For the food? And you're <laughs> in the back room, what do you want for the food? <laughs> and just, every single time I see the Swedish chef, I just see Bass in my head. Yeah, yeah. He was our own Swedish slash Dutch, Dutch chef. Um, and you know, like caricatures written large. Yeah. But the Swedish chef just killed me. In this new series, I was just weak laughing with his own cookery show. What it the episode with Danny Troyo? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. I mean, the format is is classic Muppets. Yeah, it's just brief sketches. Yeah, tied together. Twenty five minutes yeah. long episodes. It's just uh, you know they squeeze a lot into those episodes. They got guests. I mean, RuPaul's on there. And yeah, I said Danny Troyo, bunch of guests on there, and it's just quick, fun entertainment. And Professor Bunsen, you know. Yeah, a, a beaker and then Bunsen to deal. Just <laughs> yeah, flinging the pizza in the wall up it. That was just a, yes, more pizza, more cake, <laughs> more flinging. Woo! It's just genuinely funny Muppet humor. It's it's yeah. literally like a return to the the sort of seventies heyday, early eighties heyday, the Muppet show. That's what I mean. The, the format is something very uh, familiar yeah. and uh, old school about it, but. Also, but the writing's also on modern. par with that, and it's just it's yeah. funny and it's mm. just light and breezy, and it doesn't require you. Let's not dive so deeply into this that you know we get we'll just be up on our backs. Yeah, it's yeah. genuinely funny, and you can just find so, it's just it's there to make you smile. Yeah, it's there for when you had a shit day, you come on, we put them up a time, you've got yeah. 25 minutes to smile, just say, you know what, this has just made all the rest of that crap just disappear. We found it's perfect for like before the kids go about this kind of. A little unwind session, almost like you know, yeah, we'll have a cup of tea and just sort of chill as a family. Yeah, loads of perfect. It's just family fun entertainment. Well, exactly what what the what the original Muppet Show was. Yeah, it was like seven four. It, it's seven thirty on a Sunday evening, and here's the Muppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clock, and then you watch Muppets, then you go to bed because you wound down. You know, yeah, you're of that age when you go to bed that time. And it's exactly the same thing. It's perfect. Just captured the sort of zeitgeist of the old Muppet Show perfectly in this new one and I I can't recommend it enough I, I loved it if you like the Muppets you're going to love this show yeah it's, it's that yeah. simple it's brilliant it's so who's your favourite so you're the Swedish chef oh it's Swedish chef of all time I've always liked Statler Waldo yeah but that's only because like, we are now Statler Waldo <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we, we are that yeah I'm just you know, we're barely able to stay awake as long as uber, they do yeah <laughs> it's uber critical I'm yeah, making jokes <laughs> So check that's on Disney Plus now. It's called Muppets Now, and it's fantastic. Yeah, we both watched awesome movie from two thousand and eighteen. It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, upgrade. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, kind of slipped under the radar, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, I see. I watched it because the dude who made it is making something else. Or he's been given the upgrade's been turned into a TV show. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. And he's the dude who made it. Lee's something like that yeah he's making something else with a bigger budget but somebody saw it went this is mm. the bee's knees yeah and the idea is dude is paralysed be used as a human guinea pig um, he's a technophobe isn't he the start yeah. of it. he's kind of like any uh, he's kind of thrown into the modern world isn't he yeah and then he then he sort of he's used as a guinea pig yeah for artificial intelligence yeah and the mother of artificial intelligence and the biological life form and it's just wonderful how every animal you won't you don't see the ending coming at all no not all no. not not in a million years yeah um and some of the fight scenes are just 
Yeah, Rattle. incredible. Really innovative. Yeah. Innovative. 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 Yes. <laughs> inventive, even. Yes. <laughs> no, just really, um, you know, you, I don't want to kind of give too much away, but it's sort of... It's how a machine would use biology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. It has no sort of understanding of how flesh works. Hmm. How bone works, how muscle works, and it just uses it in the way it would use. Like a puppet, almost. Like, yeah. yeah. Like a nice and twisted flesh puppet. Or in your case, a $10 hooker from Las Vegas. <laughs> if yeah. you give her $12.50, you shall become my twisted flesh puppet and do whatever I, uh, whatever I, I desire. I just found it was one of those. Um... Pretend to be a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a stark reminder again of like, this is based not so far in the future, like. Five, ten years in the future. Isn't oh, it's more, I, it's, it's, it, I get the feeling it's more like a couple of decades in the future because the self-driving cars are the normal. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're probably right, actually, because the AI is a bit yeah, advanced. more well, advanced, yeah. It, you know, shows us the path we're going down. And, it's terrifying. Yeah, in some, yeah, in some respects, it's, it's all terrifying. very good. I'll be glad that I'm dead when this happens. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, and I, he's hanging on to the old, but he got us an old... Yeah. Uh, well, he, he, he makes, he's a mechanic and he fixes yeah. up old muscle cars yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's, he's a proper artist an artisan mm. an automotive artisan yeah. is what I would call him you know, he transforms old muscle cars mm. into works of art he just yeah. preserves them as they were yeah. but makes sure they're fully functional they're absolutely gorgeous you know? they're the kind of cars that I would go excuse me I need five minutes alone <laughs> with my seat <laughs> you know, because they are the cars I dream about um, it doesn't but, embrace the, this new technology at all. Well, no, I, I see. I am a slow uptake of technology as well. Okay. Really, really slow uptake of technology. It's taking me forever to get to Spotify. It's taking me forever to um, think about doing incorporating certain things in my life. I, you know, I never used Google Docs or anything like that. Everything yeah. was always offline. Cause, yeah. Um, I am yeah, just yeah, very wary of technology. Stuff being out there. And- it's, it's not even that, it's just, oh my god, it's like witchcraft. Like, <laughs> like Bluetooth stuff, that's witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Bluetooth headphones, witchcraft. <laughs> Sorcery, mystical magics, you know, it's not, it doesn't make any sense in my head. Yeah. yeah. It's not hardwired to something else. <laughs> yeah. For something to work, you need big wires <laughs> slotted together. You know? Proper old school mechanics. Yeah. It's like when the art that I have, with my wife all the time. So when I hear like a, a V8, yeah, I hear a la- lovely, low, lazy burble. I hear a sound that touches me somewhere mm. deep inside. You know? Especially, yeah, especially it's like a terrible old paedophile taking you away from me. You know? <laughs> that kind of touching. <laughs> my wife says it sounds like an old lawnmower. <laughs> because she doesn't get it. Heathen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Burn the witch. <laughs> I went to work early back last summer because I saw this particular locomotive going down the Philly line. Right. And it had that all, it was a proper old school, B66 or something, I don't remember. And I loved the noise of it. I went, I went to work early. Right. So, so I could hide in the, the bushes, so I could hide in the bushes <laughs> and have a little Tommy tank when they went past. <laughs> so I'm still on the platform just listening to this, this locomotive go past. And it was a thing of beauty. I recorded it. Nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's probably nuts course. and bolts working together. Exactly. And right. But it's, it's not know, just that. Okay. It's so 
Well, no, so what sort of tracks? Well, American tracks. American Muscle was designed to do one thing. It was designed to get you from A to B as quickly as mm. possible. Yeah. Fuck the corners. Yeah. You know, they'll handle themselves, <laughs> or they won't. <laughs> but if they don't, at least I go out in a yeah. raging ball, flaming ball of glory. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But the acceleration of power in those engines is just something else. And the mm. noise they make just makes you get hard. Mm. When the other things <laughs> fail, you know, the whole world is shit. At least you can depend on a V8. Right? Yeah. And if you can't depend on a V8, and you tell me that, I'll either blast you or I'll drown you. <laughs> and if you're lucky, I'll hit you in the head with a hammer. Because there's nothing in the world, nothing in the world that's as glorious as a V8. Okay. Not even the first two bad image novels. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> it's the truth, mate. It really is. Wow, okay, there it is then. It is so, that's upgrade. And that's it's on it. Netflix. It is. Watch it, yeah, enjoy it. It's like I said, it flew under the radar, I think, for a lot of people. But yeah, you need to fall in love with the V8. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is Barney Veer from Night Farm Death. And through my many years of association, you're listening to Mass Movement. Okay, let's have a trap in. This is from South Wales, uh, Most Inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> most Inebriated is reckless punk rockers. Yeah, but we love them. Oh, I adore them. Yeah. Right? Dean Pratt and, and Daryl Sutton make life better. Yeah. Just by being who they are. They yeah. always put a smile on everybody's face. They are just two of the most wonderful people you meet. Definitely. Yeah. I agree with that. So this is uh, from the album Inhuman Drinking Machines. <laughs> this is Head Fuck <laughs> by Trigger Book Group Shoot. Enjoy. So that was Head Fuck by Trigger Bump Poop Shoot. It's from the album in Human Drinking Machine. Uh, go check them out on Bandcamp, download it, give them some money, buy them some beer next time they play live, if anyone ever plays live ever again. <laughs> ever again, yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, if, you, if you do get to see him, ask yeah. Daryl about Marks and Spencers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Tomorrowland. Let's talk about Tomorrowland. That's one of my favourite Disney films in the last 10 years. Okay. Um, so... I knew this film was coming out when I decided to Walt Disney World 2015. Right. Um, and it'd been out for a while. And I saw it on the plane on the way over, which sort of put me in the mood for being there. Yeah. So I'm on a plane, so we went with, it was me and my wife, our daughter, daughter's friend, and we took my ma with us as well. Yeah. So I was sat next to my ma on the plane, and she was just lugging the wine back, and I was trying to make <laughs> sure she didn't spill it everywhere. <laughs> And then she first, so I watched this film, Tomorrowland, and it's just incredible. 
It's like an ode to sort of Walt Disney's original vision of Epcot. Yes, yeah. Um, George Clooney. George Clooney. George Clooney yeah. and um, Dooney played House, Hugh Laurie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's basically, uh, yeah, an homage to Walt Disney's vision of Epcot, what it should be. Okay. Um, like a city tomorrow, the functional yeah. society tomorrow. And um, so it says, this is what it should have been, this is what it became, this is what we're trying to make it be. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just this really funny touching film and it's just yeah I I love when Disney like do touching they do it really well yeah it's the interaction between George Clooney's character and, and the sort of young female heroine mm. and how they work together to pull the original thing the vision of what this should have been yes yeah. What Tomorrowland should have been and make it a reality, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what the Imagineers are trying to do with Epcot and what they've always been trying to do, with Epcot. yeah, yeah. Um, because it's like one of those severely underrated parks, right? Yeah, I absolutely adore it. I could spend weeks there, that is quick, yeah. Um, so I just like to go from country to country, yeah, sample food, drinking beer as you do. <laughs> um, and it's got one of my favorite rides of it. Obviously, space. Oh, know. right. Wait, yeah, were, yeah. Were, were you there? So, was that the um, <coughs> another one where there's an alien going around the room with you? No, 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 no. It's the simulator, the, the mission to Mars. All oh, right, yeah. So, right. it straps you in. Yeah, yeah. So, you walk in and it's like a four, it's like a 3D simulator. So, you walk in and you walk into like an apartment and there's like four people sitting in this compartment. Mm. You're strapped in and elevation. So, it looks like it controls your spaceship. So, you, one person is designated engineer, navigator, pilot, and captain. Yeah. Right? And it, the way it works, you feel the G-force taking off and because the screen's right in front of you, you look like you're in space, you look like you're going to crash down, you feel the G-forces and you're yeah, yeah. around and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, ride my old dear, so, oh my God, it's giving me a stroke, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but it's fantastic. And that's, all that spirit of what Epcot is, is captioned in Tomorrowland. Okay. You know, um, and that's the best way to describe that film. It's fun. But it, it's hard, it has a very serious message. In yeah. there, you know, the future is what we make it, and mm. we can make it better if we want to make it better. And it's just, it just hits all the notes. It's a, it's a film you feel like Walt would have made. Yeah. Walt would still been here, and he would have been probably behind. And it's the dude who made it's Brad Bird. Okay, yeah. From yeah. Young Incredibles. Yeah. I love this. this um, I mean, they've got such a rich history now, um, Walt Disney. Yeah. But they're now drawing on stories of Walt. For, yeah, for movies like Tomorrowland and um, being well, it's not what was exactly the movie like, one being same as the Banks. Tomorrowland is not exactly Tomorrowland. It's just like Walt's vision of Tomorrowland. Yeah, right? yeah. And how it, without Walt's guidance, this is what it became, mm. or what it can be if you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's funny. I I just absolutely adore it. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe because of um, when I first saw it, you know, you flying above the ocean, you're on your way to like the best place in the world. Yeah, you know that get that pop of sense of excitement as you go there, and it's like Kingsman for me because I saw Kingsman at the same time, right? Um, on the same flight. But yeah, it's just a great film. I absolutely thoroughly recommend it. It, it'll inspire you maybe to find out the true history of Epcot, and what Epcot yeah. is supposed to be, and what Epcot is now. And while the two are vastly different, Epcot is still, I would say, the second best park. In I feel like I've not given Epcot enough love since. Um, Okay, been there twice. Um, and they were both. Epcot was fleeting visits compared right. to all the other parks, you know. Yeah, 
I think Epcot's um, Epcot's uh, and there will be a next time always <laughs> <laughs> but Epcot is uh, is easily a two day park really wow okay yeah I'm... easily I could spend more than two days in there because you, you if you go in it for rope drop mm. you can do all the rides so you've got test track which is yeah yeah test no so test track is you go in and you design your own car right? okay yeah, yeah. Um, on this little computer terminal and then you get in like a um, because, uh, like, it's like a ride so it's like a car vehicle yeah yeah but then all the properties you design in the car incorporate into this vehicle so we get shot around this test track right oh, yeah. and then it goes out above the ride on a really fast bend yeah, yeah. so if you've made your car really fast it'll speed you down here and then the brakes or whatever you've got on this the end of the street, it'll spin you off at the end oh my god it's, yeah, it's great it's like mission space and yeah. you know um, the ride in, oh god what is it the ride in the actual uh, oh film. yeah oh which is like the, the history of the world sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah 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 and then um, so there's Journey to Imagination with Figment which I love yeah yeah which not a lot of people seem to love there's um, around the, the, the world when you go into like Epcot Pavilion, so you shows you um, all the advances that people are trying to make with ecology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's soaring, which again is like a take off a hang glider going around the world. <laughs> with that light heart, and then there's like um, the frozen ride is there now, which is of, of course, course yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you get a chance to go around and uh, see. Disney's see the rest of the world according to how Disney's Walt Disney. Disney, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the little pavilions, little places. The most important, you get to sample all the food, like a little jinky or two. That's basically what I did, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was there for the free food and drink. Yeah. And they got the American experience, which is like the history of America. Yeah. Um, in the, Amer- in the American pavilion, which is amazing. And Honey, I shrunk the audience as well. It's last long on this. Is that long on yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, see, that's what's about the last song. Yeah. You're proper old, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, we digress. Tomorrowland's a great film. Yeah, cool. Check it out. It's on yeah. Disney+. Plus. Hello, guys. This is Johnny from Astroturn, and you are listening to Mass Movement Podcast. Okay, so moving on. You've been reading... Excalibur. Excalibur by Tini Howard. I have. Um, I know nothing about this, so... It's an offshoot of the X-Men. <coughs> offshoot of the X-Men. <coughs> okay. So Excalibur, we're always like a sort of second tier Marvel team yeah back in the 90s and early 2000s led by Captain Britain yeah and yeah. they sort of disappeared for one reason or another because they never shown themselves and Tinny Howard brought them back in the sort of house of in the powers of X yeah yeah well so we get a new Captain Britain well yeah uh, she's a great Captain Britain she's Brian Braddock's sister right um Leading a new team against the forces of Camelot and the Morgan Le Fay. Well, okay. In other world, and yeah, it's fun. So it's a complete reboot the whole. Yeah, absolutely, but it really works. Yes, I mean, really, really works, and it sort of lifts Excalibur from being a second tier team into a proper sort of first rate. Yeah. Top of the table Marvel team. Um, absolutely good. Absolutely. So is it a one-off? Um, so there was six issues of the trade paperback I read. Hopefully it'll carry on because it's it's a great book. And Tinny Howard is one of the best writers Marvel have at the moment. She's just wonderful. 
Yeah. Um, her characterization is. She's basically she she's done a lot of X Men stuff, okay. which is unusual because you know I'm not a big X Men fan. Yeah. But she's made me an X Men fan. Okay. Sort of thing. Um, so that's why she's done with Scarlet. She's sort of yeah, like, oh, she's ingrained in that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's ingrained in that yeah. sort of mythology. But yeah. yeah, her characterization is brilliant, and the way she interviews characterization and plots together to combine to make something yeah. to elevate what could have been a so-so story into something wonderful is just incredible. Yeah. It's quite when they can they can take sort of um, something that perhaps hasn't had a lot of love. And, and, you know, and bring it forward and absolutely it. And just elevate it and that's yeah. what Tinny Howard has done with Excalibur and I love this new iteration of Captain Britain okay. she's amazing <laughs> literally she's amazing <laughs> um, excellent and she's going to kick everything's ass awesome um, so check that out that's a oh, Marvel book Marvel it's book, just course. recently been re- released as a trade paperback so yeah check it out on Amazon Amazon.com or preferably go to your comic shop and as we always go, say you know go to your local comic shop go in there and say I demand Excalibur now <laughs> please do that serve me geeks in that voice yeah. as well yes geeks <laughs> and if you record yourself doing that I'd send us a little mp3 file but not only will we play it on the show we will big up you and you know Chris will champion you and be forever <laughs> singing your praises or, or some <laughs> shit like that okay cool so um, we're going to have another track now this is um, by Pile Driver. It's from the Constant Battles EP, which we, we played a track on a couple of episodes ago. Very sort of old school hardcore, New York style. Great band. This is called. Balls, was, yeah. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is called What We Stand For. This is what we stand for!
Okay, so with Power Driver, what we stand for from Constant Battles EP, which you can get on Engineer Records. Go to right engineerrecords.com, go to Bandcamp, check them out, give them money, as always. Check them under the table and fire <laughs> All these guys will come around your house and beat the shit out of you. Well, for $10, they might not. <laughs> Hi, this is James from Widows, and you're listening to the Mass Movement Podcast, you lucky devils. Let's deep dive something, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Let's deep dive one of my favourite bands, Nuclear Assault. Oh, okay. Who I've never seen live, but you've seen it by 18 times. Three. Three. Yeah. In quick succession in like an 18 month period. Yeah. Um, this is where the age gap comes in. See, there's only, there's only a few years between like a couple of years between us. Yeah. But they're so important in the South Wales scene. Right. So, first time I saw them, um, they were supporting Slayer on the South Haven tour. This is the Newport Centre. Yeah. Um, but I was already a fan because of Game Over. Okay. Because by this time, so um, I guess like a lot of people in the UK, my first exposure to Nuclear Assault came by Tom Vance from the right. Friday Rock Show. Yeah. And I used to take the Friday Rock Show, take the first half night, I'd take the second half night, then I'd take them. Yeah. Um, and he played Cold Steel nice. by Nuclear Assault. Yeah. So, you know, it starts off with that. So, yeah, yeah. And then John Connolly's hopelessly last, I want to one. comes in. So he's like John And then I was just lost in there. Um, Glenn Evans' double kick is just raging away in that song. He's, he's a very, up. very underrated drummer. He is. He's, he's a, a brilliant a, drummer. He's a machine, man. Um, and for that moment, I was just a convert. I can't get this fucking record. I can't get this record. Like, game over. And it was on um, Combat Music Combat, Yeah, 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 yeah. Got that. Absolutely just blown away by it. Then they were announced as the main support on Slayer's South Heaven Tour. Wow. So we went to see them in Newport Centre. And predictably, you got all these sort of um, thrashes from South Wales all the same around Newport Centre. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's a little bit wrong in the end. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Yeah, yeah. There's something... Not quite firing on all cylinders if you're into that sort of fashion. When we went into um, Sim, and when Nuclear Assault hit, that pit went off like there's no tomorrow. Newport Center security was like, fuck this, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> uh, they, had, they had ambulance crews literally outside yeah. Newport Center, and one of the boys, Warmer, who we'd gone up on the minibus with, yeah. went into the pit and got taken up by St. John's Ambulance. Wheeled off, literally the wheelchair all fucked up after the nucleus off him. <laughs> Put in an ambulance, and they were about to take him off. And he came round and he says, Have Slayer played yet? And they went, No. And he kicked his way out of the ambulance and ran back in the venue. That's amazing. Right? Oh, that's a lot of them. But nucleus off went off. Yeah, yeah. And they were just amazing. Um, and they had such a good sort of reception that they came back to do their own headline tour. Okay. With Acid Rain in support. Big up, H. Big up H from Acid Rain. All right, H boy, how are we doing? <laughs> so, um, they played St. David's Centre. Okay. And it was on the back of this thing. Well, it's a big venue, isn't it? For, yeah, yeah, but they closed the upstairs of St. David's Centre. For oh, okay. So it's just literally the, the downstairs. The front, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, back yeah. stalls. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we, well, so that's on the back of the play. Okay. The play came out after in quick succession. The yeah. Game over. Um, and they were just amazing. Acid Rain, Incredible, and Nuclear Assault were just devastating. Classic shit. And then 
the third time I saw him was, was, was the second arm's hand on the cane. Uh, survive. Survive. Survive is um, survive. Yeah. Then survive yeah. Yeah. So was that black people? You bought centre. They played again, and they had dark angels. Dark angels, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Which was unfortunate for nuclear assault. So dark angel were really good. Yeah. Dark angel, we played and blew them away. No way. Yeah. Nuclear, uh, nuclear assault were blown away by dark angel that night. Oh. Dark angel were just so good. Plus, we left sort of early because there's a whole. <laughs> we were poor. Had a sort of fracas <laughs> <laughs> with some badly slashes and threatened murders <laughs> that night. Fracas. Fracas. <laughs> it might be a fracas that I'd stirred up with something I did the metal forces. Right. Um, okay. All right. So the full story was a bit like this. So I met this dude who we were doing tape trading. Yeah. And he ripped me off a couple of times. Another one. I'm being an indignant teenage punk rock. I well, well, fuck this. I'm right to Metal Forces. Never once thinking they're going to publish my fucking letter. <laughs> they did. <laughs> right? Oh, fuck me. Okay. And the first show I bumped into this guy and his mates with after that was this nuclear assault show. Mm. So we see Dark Angel. Not a problem. And Paul come out. And the whole fucking group with these lunatics going to grab this guy. Pin us up against the fucking wall, holding it up like this, and smashing me in the fucking head. And he goes, We're going to scam fuck out you after the show. And I think, Righty ho. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds appealing. At <laughs> <laughs> which point, the security came up and broke it up. So me and Paul going to watch a bit of Nuclear We're watching Nuclear We've got a half a thing. And Paul looks around and he goes, So, and I said, Yeah, so, do we fancy having the fuck slammed out? And I said, Yeah, <laughs> fuck no. So we fucked off and left. <laughs> Upshot about that story is, um, I saw him, this dude, late, a couple yeah. of years later, and Paul Coy's walking on his girlfriend, and I just walk up and he's, he's by himself. He's with I said, So you want to slam the fuck out of me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and he just sort of looks at me all terrified when he's by himself, and I said, Just fuck off, I'll kill you. <laughs> Excellent. And he did. <laughs> but the moral of the story is, I got so when I say three times, it's more like two and a half. Yeah, yeah, I fucked yeah, up yeah. halfway through, yeah. and getting the fuck slammed out me and pulled me. So yeah. my my I I love nuclear assault. I mean, yeah. I got them really early. I mean, I'm so eighty seven on ten. Yeah, I've just bought Guns N' Roses, Alpha Destruction. Uh-huh. I'm getting into rock. I got all the cousin. Right. Like, I'm into rock. You comes over. He brings me over three albums. Three or four. Three. Or, so leprosy, but that. Yeah. Speaking English or die. Yeah. Uh, Earth AD by Misfits, right. just four, and Survive by Nuclear Assault. Right. And I'm instantly a fan, but I'm like, no, nobody I know around me knows these bands. So I, I, I'm, I'm liking these bands. At 10 years old, I'm like, this is my shit. I know which one yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. now. But I couldn't embrace it fully. So I was a secret like fan of Slayer, all the you know, Nuclear Assault, and SOD, Misfits. Well, it's like that R once. Lemonade advert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a secret nuclear yeah. listener. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, it took a few years before I sort of fully embraced. Yeah. But that was my entry level uh, nuclear assault and thrash stuff. Um, what did you think of, like, did you, you're not a big survivor fan again. Not at all. I think nuclear assault went off the burn after the plague. What about Handle Kid after that? You think? Nope. Not at all. Absolute pants. I see, I like which is, which is surprising, right? Because mm. I've. Interviewed Dan Milk a couple of times. Wow. And Dan Milk is awesome. Yeah. He's just a great guy to talk to. Yeah, I'm playing on a bad album, though, in my, in my humble opinion. 
<laughs> I have to ask to play my new new song. Yeah. <laughs> Arguably, it's, it's not my cup of tea. Brutal Truth? I love Brutal Truth. Yeah. That's why I spoke to Dan, because he's like, well, he's in yeah, both, okay. both times. Yeah. And he's really funny. Okay. I mean, you know, drop dead funny, but yeah, in yeah. a really dry sort of way. Yeah. Um, I love the, the, the Craig Ahead. Um, he taught Craig Ahead. Yeah. Like play bass and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. That's all well, they they both share a sense of humour as well. Because straight heads out there like bonkers sense of humour. Yeah, okay. Because he makes like the weirdest bonkers. analogies ever, and I think that's Danny Lurker rubbing off on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and plus lots of boxing, as you know, sort of rearranged his brain cells into a certain. <laughs> yeah. Because Craig is a really really bright funny guy, but he sees the world as only Craig ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just like so, Danny Lurker only sees the world. Danny Lurker. Sees do you ever meet John Connolly or? No, no. He sounds like he might be interesting. He's a teacher, a history teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, high school history teacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, top rep, top rep, you do for you? Oh, game over. Game over. Yeah. yeah. However, the best nuclear salt track is off the Burn Death Torridge. That's oh, final, okay. final Flight. Yeah. Which is just a brutal crossover head stomp of a track. Yeah, yeah. That could be on any New York hardcore rapper from that period. That's the thing about wasn't it? They had, they had a hardcore, you know. Oh, proper hardcore following. They were, they, yeah. they were the thrash band that appealed to the New York hardcore kids. And they played CBGBs yeah. more than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they were proper like matinee headliner. Some of the bands didn't cross over well. But the hardcore no. crowd wasn't willing to. Um, I think it was Exodus. Was Exodus when we welcomed CBGBs once as a story? Anyway, but the nuclear assault always worked. Mm. Well, whether that's because Danny in New York or anything. Yeah, they're all New York guys through and through. Yeah. Apart from Glen Evans, who I think was from Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from TT Quick or. Yeah, some sort of But they are proper New York guys, all the, you know, die hard yeah. New Yorkers. Die hard New York hardcore guys. Like Danny Lovers, especially. Yeah. But the, that, so for me, yeah, The Plague is the last great nuclear assault okay. record. And um, they went off the burn after that. I think, you know, they would probably say the same thing, maybe. Yeah. I think, oh, do you know when Nilka left and did that album, Something Wicked? Yeah. I, I remember, like, oh, um, Raw Power, Little Light, they were going, you oh, nuclear assault track. I was like, oh! And the plane, they was like, yo! See, I, see <laughs> I, you know what I miss with that show? Is that? Steve Jewell. Crusher. Crusher. Shout out to Crusher. Oh, Crusher, man. Steve. You still want a life sweetheart. You just a, he's just a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's been um, uh, doing these stories about his all these early Kerrang days recently. Right, okay. And some of the album um, yeah. designs he did. And honestly, I feel like I listen to Wally. Oh, he, it's he, just him and a bottle of Jack, and he's just telling you stories. Steve's awesome. fun. Steve's really funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I miss him on seeing him on TV. Yeah. Like those sort of larger than life personalities yeah. that used to be on there. And yeah. Well, yeah, Nuclear Salt, they went off the burn after the plague for me. I mean, I love the band and I love them up to the plague. Yeah. Absolutely adore them. But after that, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I forget it. I can't. But what a band, though. And, and, you know, well, I think we can both agree they've had killer albums which will make a top, make, like anybody's top 10 track albums. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Because yeah. if. If Game Over isn't in the top 10 thrash albums, you can do it wrong. You're thrashing wrong, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Inadequate, thrash all wrong. Inadequate thrashing, you should be punished for it most severely. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, we played them earlier. Philippines Finest, uh, Pile Driver, 
VPs out now, constant battles, and I got to speak to them. So uh, this is what they have to say. This is what they have to say. Hello. Hi, hello. It's Chris from Mass Movement. Nice to hear from you, bro. Are you doing? You okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, fine. Okay, great. So, um, start from the beginning then. First of all, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, Pile Driver? Okay, uh, Pile Driver started in 1998 as a side project band. Uh, different bands here in Laguna, which are focusing on Madball Covers. Um, and we just uh, do the uh, do the band for some outlet. So uh, that time I, I was not a member of the band yet. Okay. So I'm, I'm playing with a different band. Yeah, but uh, all of the members are good friends, and some of our my bandmates in my previous band. So um, after that, a very tragic incident happened in 1999. The first guitarist of Pile Driver was shot in a drive-by shooting. Wow, and okay. He died at the age of 19, 19 yeah, he died at 19. Whoa. So, uh, we, are, we are there, we are there. We're, we're skating, and we got hit by a drive-by. So after that incident, we, get, we lie low for a while, and Gilbert, the original vocals of Pile Driver, um, thought of reforming the band. And this time, focusing on original materials. So he, he hooked me up, he called me, and he asked me if I'm interested to join. So I said, yes, let's do it. And we recruited the former members and recorded the demo in 2000. Okay. And that is his history still now. Yeah, so so you it was I mean it was brought out a tragedy really out a tragic incident uh, that brought the band together. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's that's crazy. So you got a new EP out now uh, called Constant Battles. It's out on Engineer Records. Um, how did you get involved with Engineer Records? Oh yeah, they, uh, David and I. I know David a long long time before because I'm doing a dancing before. Uh, so I wrote engineer. I think yeah, I, I wrote engineer and get got some promo CDs, and from there we started a good relationship. And yeah, I I, I asked him. So uh, I think it took me years. Yeah, years, yeah, years. I think so. So I asked him to put our stops before before, but I think he was so busy that time. So uh, years passed by, decades passed by. I think it's. When we are about to release our late EP, the Constant Battle EP, yeah. I miss I miss David email. Uh, he emailed me. Oh, no. I think months before we we release our EP, yeah, right. I think and asking if we have new stops, and he he will he's interested in releasing it. And oh, the, uh, <clears throat> I think. I, I read the email one month after that. Okay. He sent it. So, yeah, the concert battles already out here. So I, I sent him an email and told him that uh, so really sorry for replying, taking the history to reply to his email. But <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, we agreed to do, yeah, 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 we agreed to do some stuff and yeah, and to start with, we're planning to release a constant battle EP on vinyl under engineer records. Excellent. So we thought of adding one more, one new song for that release in the vinyl version of the EP, so it will be more special. Okay, yeah, well, I've heard the EP. It's, it's great. I love it. It's really good. Um, a lot of that sort of, a uh, lot of um, that sort of New York hardcore influence. Um, that's, that's what I could hear coming from it. Um, what's what are some of the bands that influence you? Yeah, the Mad Boys, the number one. Yeah, good, yeah. So you take a mix of influences from the New York bands mainly, then, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in our latest EP, we try to infuse some other influences. Yeah, we try to add some trash stuff. Okay, yeah. I think we, it worked really well, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, what's the... Um uh, to be honest, I, I can't think of many Filipino hardcore bands. What's the scene like out in in the Philippines? Yeah, yeah, the scene here. Uh, the scene is here right now. Before the lockdown was so big, so so many shows happening at the same time. Really? So many bands touring. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the past ten years, twenty years, the hardcore scene got bigger. It's nationwide. Yeah. So we we toured the three islands yearly, and every time we go back to the places we played, we see and hear new bands, and that's a great sign that hardcore is really progressing here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, is it always been yeah. a good scene? I mean, going back yeah. to the nineties and whatnot. Yeah, was there was there much of a scene back in the eighties and nineties as well? Or? Uh, I think the nineties was really a great era for us because the shows really happened once a month, so the venues so sold out. Uh, minimum attendance is four hundred. Right now, you cannot get four hundred for wow. local shows. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I missed. I miss the old times, but the, uh, the present time is good. But shows are happening all together in one day, so the the crowd, the kids are split up. So yeah, I think if uh, I I miss the nineties part, so it's you you can really feel the hungriness of the kids that time. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm from the scene. I'm. I grew up in the '90s hardcore scene. So yeah, I I I, um, yeah, I understand yeah. exactly what you mean there. Yeah. So you, you guys are from um, Laguna in uh, Philippines, yeah. Yeah, Laguna. Yeah. 
what what kind of place is Laguna? Is it um does that place does that influence your music at all or? Okay. So we're nearing Manila, but yeah, but the two other members of the band is will take me three to four hours to get to their place. Really? Uh, they they live in the the uh, the most uh, south side of the the region. Uh, yeah, of Laguna. So they travel around three to four hours to get here and to get to the shows to Manila. Uh, the, that's dedication to them. So, what was growing up in Laguna like? Was it um, was it a rough kind of place? Like, or was it a nice place to grow up? Or? Right, gotcha, okay. New York, New York style hardcore, yeah, yeah. Excellent. So, every, every time we tour, lots of kids are asking stories about Laguna and the old bands. Because uh, ha we have lots of great bands, old bands, legendary bands from here. The pioneers of hardcore. They, all, they started in Laguna. Do you ever get the sort of the, some of the, yeah. the, the big... Yeah, song? Oh, yeah. Go on, sorry. Yeah, I want to add that one of our uh, song in the EP of Constant Battles, uh, the truck now, uh, the last truck, I think, uh, yeah, Salot is a cover version of us from a legendary band here in Laguna called Schoolheads. So we did a remake from their song, and wow, okay. the outcome is great, and the response from the original band members, uh, it's overwhelming. They love it. Excellent. Okay, cool. Do you ever get the, the some of the the big bands, the, the big name hardcore bands, like the American bands coming over? Uh, sorry. Do you ever get do, do the uh, do the bigger bands like Agnostic Front, Mad Bull, Sick of All? Do they ever tour the Philippines? Oh, nice. Yeah, they played here in Laguna. In Laguna. <laughs> That's excellent. The first time is in Manila, and the second time is in Laguna. Wow. That was a milestone and a golden day in the Laguna hardcore scene. I bet. I bet it was, yeah, yeah. They're always in Laguna. <laughs> was, yeah, that, yeah. was that one of the best shows you've ever played? Really? I stop playing in hardcore. <laughs> in Hong Kong? for them in Hong Kong, the first time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We played with them in Hong Kong. And when was that? Uh, I think it's 2000... I think 2016 or 17. I, wow, I can't, okay. I can't recall the exact date, sorry. Yeah, e excellent, well, that's cool, man. That's awesome. So, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's ironic that we did it the chance to play in the first time they played here in the Philippines but lucky for us our good friends in King Lai Chi let us play it, uh, that show and 
show because we all, all uh, that that week we played three shows in Hong Kong, one with Rise of the North Star, one local show, and Sikopito show. Nice. So that weekend was special. Yeah, yeah, but we maximized that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome, man. So, I mean, you've been together for over 20 years now. So, uh, what do you put your longevity down to? I mean, uh, what is it that keeps it together for you? Yes, I think uh, before, before the band, we are friends. Yeah. Okay. Stuck up foundation. Yeah. yeah, we're friends and I guess the music. Yeah. Yeah. Music. Okay. So uh, keep us going. <laughs> Is there any plans for you to come to uh, Europe at all next year, if if uh, you're allowed to? Yeah, yeah, we'd love to. If yeah, calling David, David, calling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we're, David. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can be there. That would be yeah, awesome. We, uh, our plans in all for nothing, and no turning back. Will be excited for that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. Oh, it would be great to have you over in Europe. It'd be great. Played with them here. Uh, I we I brought all for nothing here and do a three day shows for them. And after that, their old manager for three days in the Philippines. So be able to go to Europe would be a great thing. So we can play together in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, one final question then. If you could, yeah. if you could play with any yeah. three bands, uh, who would you choose? Three bands only. Yeah, <laughs> so it'd be Pile Driver and three other bands. <laughs> who, would you, who would you play? Who would you like to play with? So, I guess of course Madball. We want to open for Madball. Okay. Yeah. The, um, first of all, the, yeah, yeah. It, we are given the chance to play. It will be definitely Madball. Okay. Yeah, because the early sound of Pile Driver was yeah really Madball inspired. Okay. And we want to see them live. Yeah. Yes. Second is is it okay uh, uh, a band that not uh, not playing anymore? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love Backlash. Right? Backlash from New Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. yeah, good show. Yeah, yeah, they influenced me so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the group, the streetwise attitude. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good show, too. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think Downset. We want to play with Downset. Nice, nice. Great band. Yeah, yeah. that would be a great. That would be a great lineup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all. Okay, <laughs> cool. So that'll be Pile Driver. And your and your band. <laughs> yes, excellent. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, of course, you're man. Okay, cool. So, is there any um, shout outs you'd like to give before we finish? Okay. Thank you, Chris, for this uh, opportunity to be in our uh, program. Yeah. No problem. Please check out our EP coming out, the vinyl version, under Engine Records. So, it will be out hopefully. This year or early next year after this pandemic, you know, we can work it out. Uh, thank you, and we hope to all see you all soon, very, very soon. Stay safe. Thanks very much, Hal. That's great. Thank you very much, Chris. This is Roger from Agnostic Front. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents. 
Okay, so that was Power Driver. Like I said, the EP's out now, Constant Battles. Uh, go pick that up, all the usual places, Engineer Records on their band camp. And that, Tim, is that. Is that. It's a couple of shout outs. So, yeah. shout out to Kirk Thatcher for the Muppets, because, dude, she'll yeah. bring it every, <laughs> every time. Shout out to uh, Power Driver for the interview. Love you too, all those guys. Shout out to Danny Lucker as always, because, you know, Danny, you know, Danny Lucker always makes us smile. Shout out Crusher. A big shout out to Crusher, because yeah, Steve is the man. Shout out Daryl uh, from Trigger. <laughs> And Dean. And Dean. <laughs> Good guys. Old Joe 90 himself, like. <laughs> and that, I believe, is it. Is it? It is indeed. Yeah. So, ta ta. We'll see, see you soon. Bye bye. Bat Movement Possess. Bat Movement Possess.